questions. History. Religion. Grace. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. Join us as we talk about our favorite TV shows and movies and point out grace. With some interesting twists and a little humor. You're listening to Who's Saying Grace. Welcome to Who's Saying Grace. We are in season three. Yay. Um, Season three of our podcast. And we're also talking about season three of The Last Kingdom. So this might be a little confusing. We started, when we first started this, we didn't know where things were going to go and how it was all going to develop. But we started out with talking about each season and each episode of The Last Kingdom because there was just so much... um, religion and law and grace. And there was just so much to it that we really wanted to talk about it. Now we're seeing, we want to kind of get things moving a little faster. And last episode, we talked a lot, we um, condensed some of the episodes. And so now we're going to continue doing that, condensing the episodes, talking about the highlights. So really we're going to get through season four and five of the last kingdom on Netflix in um this season three of our podcast <laughs> this is gonna be yeah. kind of confusing season but three podcast will have season three four, three four and five of the last kingdom yeah. all right and then we could start season four are we gonna are we gonna put that the movie that's coming out i Which don't know we'll have to just see up. yeah we'll have to see what the movie you know I, I don't can... know much about it I'm hoping time and our schedules and everything allows us to be able to um, watch the movie as like the wrap up, like when it's happening. It would be so cool if we can time it. We're trying to live. Yeah, to watch it live and like, I don't know, do a podcast like the next day or whatever. Uh, Yeah, Um, that and I think what you said is so perfect. It's like when we first got into this, um, we saw so many things, but it just feels like our same themes are coming up, fear, manipulation, choices with consequences, how everybody affects everybody, um, relationships, personalities, why they do what they do, which is why it fits so perfectly with what we believe, right? That right that is the God-given ability to choose. Um, and so, but we're looking forward to finding other shows and other just in general pop culture that where that, where we might see that. Or questioning. And I also think one of the biggest things that I'm loving is the interviewing that we're doing. I guess I don't really know if it's interviewing as much as, yeah, kind of just is. Just kind of conversation. Discussion. It's really just discussion and conversation with people. We love having discussions with people. And I think um, when we talked with Jeannie, I remember her asking, you know, what's the point? What's the point of having conversation? Like, why do we want to talk about religion? And why do we want to talk about this type stuff? Well, I think it's because like, we, we don't have an agenda. We're not trying to push. Yeah. We're not specific belief system show. We're not, you know, we're not, we don't have (laughs) lands. We're trying to conquer here through other people. (laughs) So I think we're really just trying to create more conversation and questions Cause if we don't, we're not the authority. We don't think we have it all figured out. We want to learn. And the best way to learn is to have conversations with different people groups and different yeah. 
um, cultures and to just try to understand where they're coming from. And we talk about being fully persuaded. Um, right now, I would say we are fully persuaded in some very specific topics, grace, Jesus, Christ of the Bible, God of creation, the God of, you know, Jesus being the son, the Holy spirit. Like, I think we're still very persuaded in a lot of those things. Um, but I don't think we know everything about them. <laughs> so we want everyone else to have, we want your input. We want to know yeah, what we you don't think. Want this bubble trapped where I, there was something I posted today on my Instagram stories about, um, somebody that I admire had this saying that was like, if you're only staying in your bubble and you're only listening to the um, experts you like, the people's opinions that are the same as yours or, or like professionals or doctors or instructors or sports, whatever it is, then you have made your world very small in that you are not exploring what else is out there to understand also to just understand humanity and where they're coming from. And um, who might be different from you and to accept other people and have compassion and, um, and that maybe you're not right on everything. <laughs> um, that was I another think, discussion we had where, yeah. and, and somebody said to me this the other day, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but they were saying, do you want, oh no, it was, we were having that discussion, which is a guest we're going to have on here very yeah. soon. We have it. We've already done the interview, but we have not um, put it up yet. But um, he did say that he would rather worry about his relationship with his kids than being right. He didn't need to be right. He wanted that relationship. Yeah. And while there is a time to be right, there is also a time to kind of just be silent and allow that other person to come to a right decision so or a right hard conclusion. To do. Very hard, especially with the and crown. That's why we have kids. So we can <laughs> I know. practice. I know. I'm watching the crown right now. And that's been one of the themes of just like, sometimes staying silent is the hardest thing to do, but it's the, it's, it's needed to allow people to grow. We yeah. have to give people the grace to make their own decisions. Right. And I just, I'm love. So we would love to have more people on. We've got people we've asked and talked to. And, you know, we start off with maybe a little bit of a tell us about yourself, but the conversation just organically grows, which is what I love. And it makes us go, oh, we have these questions. And I think a lot of times we've wanted it to go so much longer. Um, so we may have to have like, yeah, we've had some really great discussions with people. Yeah. So, so we're really excited to yeah, get those out there. We want to create community like this too. We don't, you don't, we don't, want everybody in here to have the exact same beliefs we do and the exact same way we believe. I mean, even Sarah and I question different things and wonder different things. And so, and I we change our minds. I yeah. think we need to give people, like we've said before, the ability to change your mind. You may have a discussion with someone and decide, Hmm, yeah, that makes sense. Or I'm going to use a piece of what you said and add it to some of my beliefs and make yeah. mine better or make us better. Yeah. I love that. So, I so love I'm going to segue into these. <clears throat> we kind of finished out season three. I was like cramming, like for a test, watching a bunch again. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times again that we've seen these, but it's, you watch so many other things or other things coming. So I forget some of the details 
course, I always love the comedy, which I pulled some of those from the episode. <laughs> we'll bring out some of that comedy. And you know what? Can I just say, like, on the acting part of this, I don't understand how this show does not have, like, thousands of awards. And then it, then I do understand in my little, I get so irritated because it feels like I don't know this as a thing. I don't know this is real, but there's so many things that make it to mainstream. And I'm always, I'm skeptical. Like, how does that happen? Who decides, like, who's the person in charge that goes, because I think there is something to it. Um, I think who, what am I who and what movies are going to get Oscars yeah, or, or anything who gets nominated, in anything in pop who's going to get Emmy awards. Right. Anything that makes it like the big stylist or the best purse or the best, like, why? How does that happen? Something happens. And I will not put on my tinfoil hat because I have some thoughts. But I look at some of these people, you know, I've gotten to meet a lot of the people in The Last Kingdom, and I'm just rooting for them all the time. Like, how good They're they are and how much amazing they actors. Yes. Some of their conversations that they have with each other is. <sighs> truly amazing and David Dawson they get yes Emmys or yes. whatever they are Grammys Emmys Oscars. David Dawson's I think it's Emmys. conversation and the way he portrays his characters is so amazing he definitely deserves an Oscar so I, know. I think it's I think there is Oscars for movies and Emmys yeah or, yeah but I'm changing he should it get all the Oscars trophies. sound Grammy better than and he just get all of them <laughs> even if he doesn't participate <laughs> Even if he's not a singer, because yeah, yeah. I'm pretty but sure I that's so for singers. And I don't understand why people don't, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ever figure it out for real, for real, for real. But I think there's something, yeah. one of my favorite singers will say, I'm lucky I get to do this. And there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, maybe better than me in scene, but this is what it is, you know? And so they stay humble and grateful for it. And I think that's pretty cool, but it's like, is it right place, right timing, knowing people? I think all of that, all that plays in into it, how your personality is, what you're willing to go after, you mm -hmm. know, that's got to come in there and who you get lined up with. And then dollar dollar bills, <laughs> right? whatever sells. <laughs> yeah. So any, okay. So there we've, we've given our Woohoo's! <laughs> awesome. Um, but wrapping up season three, we I, th I think we looked basically at episodes five through ten, mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and I think there's some overall general themes that we could talk about. I loved, you know, we kind of do a pre, we do like a huddle before we get on here. <laughs> like what are we pre huddle. What are we going to talk about? Oh yeah. What did you see in this episode? What was this? What was this? And I loved Sarah talked about a lot of relationships. I loved that and talked about um, written word. And then I liked it. I was getting into sort of the like. Let's just start with Skade because she's huge in this. Yes. And for me, the curses. We talked about that a little I bit. Never in the saw last... her do anything magical. Right. Really. Why were they so scared of her? Because she's smart. She's intelligent. She preys on their fear. I think somebody. Yes. Preys on their fear for sure. Because we were talking about earlier, look at the difference. We just want to compare Isolt and yeah. Skade. Okay. Yeah. You think back to the Shadow Queen. You could almost call them both witches in, yeah. in what we think of as witches. Okay. Yeah. Which. Which were just healers. Which, which, which. <laughs> yeah. I mean. They're science, they're doctors yeah. of their day, which they could think 
were witches. If they weren't saying it was of God, then you ultimately became a witch yeah, or so important. Called him a shadow queen, called her a, what did they seer. call skate? A seer. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, then somebody was like, she's of the devil. And then they were like, no, she is the devil. <laughs> but I think. And she- then story too. Story comes back into this a little bit where um, they have to go to him and find out how to get Ragnar from the earth or no from where did they say he was he was in Nephilim yeah to Valhalla which is interesting it's just heaven and hell again or adaptations of it right and we none of us really know you all we don't know we don't Mm -hmm. know what happens really I mean we we do know but we don't know right it's just different verbiage it's really the same but even same things thing that we're saying I talk about this this is where I am right now I don't believe I, I don't think we, I think our job is our job. I think we're telling people about Christ and the gospel and about heaven and about that. This isn't it, but mm-hmm. that all that part of death till whatever's, I don't, I, there's not, a lot of unknown with that. Unknown. There's a lot of unknown. You know, I, I sit there and go, I think sometimes after death, God might come up, but he's got Jesus next, whatever God, the spirit, whatever Jesus comes and is like, you sure? Maybe you want to have a little bit more of a discussion on the or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, I imagine different things because that's just where my brain goes. But I wanted to say about, I think she's just smart. I think both Isalt and Skade and um, uh, Story Story are just really smart people, intuitive. Alfred is dying. We all know that. So of course she's going to prey on that fear with him. She's like, you're not going to make it, man. Yeah. He knows that. And- Think about her last prediction. Her last prediction was not true. She's saying that she and Uhtred are going to rule the kingdom. Yeah. And guess what? Uhtred kills her. I don't Spoiler even think alert. That was, I mean, so he didn't even really want Wessex. He wants Bebenbur. She, right. I mean, just this, 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 so Uhtred totally manipulated her because he was afraid of her curse. Yeah. And Which I mean, you look at she just was using fear, right? So he, you know, that one episode that where he got injured or whatever, I think that was in the last stuff and you go, he's seeing things because he's injured. They're traveling. Yeah. He's been on a horse. I mean, all these things that, you know, when he sees, um, oh, baby monk gets an injury. Right. And he's Mm -hmm. like, they keep thinking everything is scared. And, you know, or this curse or that curse. And we're like, dude, people are making choices. They're all affecting you. Right. That's how I logically reason with this because I just, I'm not, do I think there are spirits and uh, maybe I'm not going to, what I don't believe, I don't people, I don't think people have actual magic magic. Right. I think there's, we were talking. If about they kids. did, because if someone really did have healing powers why are they not going to the hospitals and just healing all people right you know if you think of that through if someone truly has a direct line to god as what a christian would say and had powers to heal people why are you not we should have a healed world right do people say oh because not (laughs) it's not god's 
will, not God's will. But I don't, I agree with you. I'm like, why would that? And then also if that, if there are healers like that, yeah, it's just magic thinking. Um, Oh, I had something, but then you, that was a good one. Sorry. (laughs) No, 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 I'm glad you did. And so then, then they go to the opposite spectrum where they say someone is a witch or a seer or a healer or whatever. And they're just using science. They're using herbs and they're using medicinal plants and using that to help cure people. Yeah. So you have these two. Everything else is kind of rituals that then people can either believe or not believe they work. Right. Because if they would have just kick skate out and like whatever, and just kept going on their way, they're going to have bad things that are going to happen to them. And they're going to have good things that are going to happen to them. That's but not- they're going to see the bad things because those right. bad things they're going to notice because they are worried about this curse. They're yeah. so fearful <laughs> of the curse. They're only going to see bad things that happen with the curse. And I think that's what happens to us too, is, you know, our brains are so powerful. Like I talked about in the last podcast or, um, that you are going to become what you think about. It is on your mind. It is at the forefront of your brain. That is where you're going to go every time. You're going to meet people like-minded because you're searching for that and you're surrounded in it and you're looking at it and it's, it's around you. Do you, you know, thinking of those two of those three, um, I had asked you a question of what you believed about gifts. Like we're, we're, we're given gifts or the way we're wired or the way, and I think there's nurture and nature in there. I think, I think you said it really well that when, you know, we have these gifts and your environment is going to facilitate it, how they're used. So I'm like, okay, what were Skade's parents? Like, what did, what happened to her? Where, right. where, where did well, she run into somebody been. who was a seer? And they could have been seers. Typically you are going to mimic your parents because what do we all become? I say it all the time. Oh my goodness. I'm becoming my mother. (laughs) You know, we just do. You can't help it. I think even when you adopt children, depending on sometimes they will still look like and act like their natural mother because you're so conditioned in those first few years of your life. Yeah. And even, even your DNA, I think it's still part of your DNA and your hereditary that has People a huge part of it also. People are gifted. And it's just your personality. Your it's your personality. It's your, like your bent. We talk about Enneagram. We talk about disc. We talk about the strength finders or, you know, different personality tools that you can see. Some people are just more intuitive. Some people are more logical, more scientific. Some people are more emotional. Sarah and I are very different, (laughs) very different. And so there's a balance. We need to help each other. Rachel helps me understand emotions and when it's, you know, it's okay to display those emotions because I would be a person that is just like, Oh no, that's not real. I need to think more logically and be more, you know, specific. And so, you know, Rachel can get a little <laughs> love everyone. And so sometimes I have to be like, okay, calm down. Let's think about this. I have to go and ask you that. That's why I love it. Like today, like we first, always, when we first come on, we haven't like seen each other in a couple of days or we've been like scurry, scurry, scurry. And it takes us a minute to get into our flow Groove, because our flow. we do have different 
the, it's not that we have a different view. The way we get to it is different. It's very different. So it can feel different. And we have to remind ourselves that like, no, 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 we're, yeah. we're grouping like this, but it's like, <laughs> we do a lot of, okay, tell me, t- tell me a little bit more about that. Speak more about that. Which is so good because people, don't because I see it so differently. Yeah. And then you have to, and I will say, this is, this is really good guys. Here's our teaching moment. Here's where we're having some authority. When we have those conversations, I think the important part that we are, that is hard to fight is be open, be open, listen, 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 listen. Where, why, why is that triggering me? How she's saying that? Why is that, that that's because I'm coming from this place. And I think there's a love there also and a respect and a relationship. There is. Oh, good segue. I think I said this when we first hopped on, there was the fact of Brita and Uhtred's relationship is beautiful because it's like Sarah and I were really close young. And then we had a period of time where we weren't as close, but now we've reconnected through mm-hmm. different things. And I think I watch Uhtred and Brita just weave in and out of each other's life and they can get angry and they can um, question and they can listen and they can I, I don't know. You really they trust each other. I think it's, it's all about trust. And, um, yeah, I don't know if anybody's heard of that. Dr. Henry cloud, this is going to be a plug to him, but he has a new book out on trust and he's a, um, psychologist, psychiatrist. I don't know the correct terminology, but he talks a lot about trust and relationships. And I think that is huge. A person has to be true to their word. I think you can, you can have very different opinions on things, but if you're true to your word and you're not deceptive and manipulative, you know, you do, you're predictable. If you, you do the things you say you're going to do and you're, and you've got integrity and reputation and you are true to your word, people can trust you. They may not like you, but they can trust you. So I think that's Uhtred and Brita. Brita hates Uhtred's choices. She is so angry with him for choosing to go to Alfred and for choosing to leave Ragnar and leave them, but she still trusts him. She trusts him with her life. Yeah. That whole time when the whole scene or the whole episode, when they're together and they're, you know, they both got these curses that they need to get rid of, you know, well, let's think about that with Brita's curse. You know, for me, I'm going, you hear about these women who cannot get pregnant. And they're worried and they're stressed and they're trying to get pregnant and all of a sudden, and then they kind of like have a night where they're just like, let it all go. Maybe have a couple of cocktails. They get pregnant because mm-hmm. the stress does that. So these so many years of her believing she was cursed and then to have Uhtred come along with her where the first baby that she lost was his, like mm-hmm. that's full circle. And, and it, that whole miscarriage affected her so deeply. Of course. I think that she was very vulnerable then to believing that he did curse her and she must have. So I don't know. Yeah. And that that could have played out now. Also, he could have just played on a whim, hoping that maybe she did have a, a very biological reason that she could not get pregnant. Yeah. So, you know, you have that, you don't know someone, you don't know, it could just be the stress and, and all of that, not allowing someone to get pregnant, but also it could, there are very biological reasons that people can't have children. Absolutely. And so, and you know, some of them don't ever get to, 
but someone could prey on that and make them think that it's a curse by God that they're yeah. unable to have children, just like in the Old Testament, when God did open wombs and close wombs for a very specific reason. And if you read back through there, it was all based on him wanting them to trust him. And so it was more about the trust on their part with God. He was dealing with them differently. Yeah. Today we, he's given uh, us grace. He's dealing with us differently today. So I would not believe that someone who cannot have children naturally or is, you know, had a miscarriage or not being able to conceive, it is not a curse from God. No, that, that is not happening. It, there's very biological reasons for that today. I don't, that God is not doing that today. And I think if you listen to previous podcasts from us, you understand why we think God has changed throughout history of what he's doing mm-hmm. compared to, you know, before and now how in the do. old Testament, how he dealt with people on a very individual basis, on a very corporate basis yes. and, and today, how he's dealing with people and, and the things that he said, there is no respective persons today with God. He is not elevating right. one nation over another. Right. We're all the same. We're all on the same level. So family, family, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Like, Rachel's daughter just that one, that one episode of those two kids coming in. Remember the news thing where the guy was on? Oh yeah. 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 And he's coming in trying to grab. There you go. Sorry guys. If you're just listening to this and you're not watching our YouTube. Um, yeah. We have dogs and cats and family in it the background it. that randomly show up. But anyway, back to, so I just wanted to say topic. that like, just if it's so deep to go into that discussion. So uh, previous podcasts, yeah. we've talked about it and I think we could still talk about it more in another one, but moving right. If somebody wanted to talk about that more, that'd be a great topic. Yeah. That would be good to come on and, and give that. I'm going to pull my notes here. I don't know. Um, things I, I, there's comedy throughout it, of course, that I always, love. yeah. Why don't you, um, I think, oh my gosh. I mean, Baoka has the lines, Ethel Waldeck, Ethel red, of course, my fave. Yes. Um, him and hit like there was one where he's um she's like I can't believe you weren't surprised um or you didn't act more surprised and he's so Ethel fled who's married to Ethel Red which they hate each other because they're so equally yoked (laughs) but she gets um Heston who is a Dane is always on the hunt for Ethel fled ever since she fell in love with Eric and all of them are. They just, yeah. Yes. So he ready. has almost captured her and Uhtred, of course, saves her. And now her husband did not care, but he's trying to act like he cared. And she, you know, confronts him and says, uh, did you not even care that this guy was going to capture me? And he was like, oh, but he is so good. You guys, if you knew Toby Regbo off the show he is the nicest sweetest person and he plays the worst person we hate ethel red ethel red we hate him because he is just so manipulative he's so selfish he's so mean to his wife and out for himself so yeah yeah and 
I think so. I love those comedy. He's such portions. a good actor. Yeah, he's got a dry sense of humor, so I think it plays well in this. And I love, and he's smart, and so I love the other one where he's sitting at the table, and you know they've been having this discussion. Well, even Eldhelm is like, at, I can't remember if this is the same. T- Man, he's good at yeah, the t- yeah, there's a lot of the dinner same. table. Their interactions that seem they he, they eat a lot. <laughs> the dinner table. Well, and it's at the dinner table. Like think about your own family. Where most of your interaction is at the dinner table because that's when you're kind of together he's like how so she we all know it's eric's kid right the ethel flood right had this baby and so but she does not say that of course so right. um it's you know it's ethel red's child and so she says um he says he goes, where's your, your half how's, yeah how's your daughter and she's like our daughter you know your daughter how, you know, mm-hmm. all this. and then Eldhelm comes in with this, like, he's laughing and he's like, why are you laughing? He's like, you too look like a Dane. Like a Dane. Because he has said that her child looks like a Dane. Um, and then I think it's at the same scene where he goes, this meal is intolerable. It's terrible. <laughs> to vomit. <laughs> to vomit. <laughs> so kids. Yeah. Kids. I'm glad that my kids have not seen this because they will, I'm so, sure they would say, mom this food is intolerable I have to vomit (laughs) I like um I like the comedy of um Finnan no it's yeah I think it's Finnan and Finnan when um baby monk has gotten stabbed and he's like am I gonna die you know I'm gonna die and he's like Finnan's like if you die I'll kill you myself (laughs) (laughs) Finnan has some good one-liners too and he's pretty dry Uhtred had some serious. this time. He's not really Did he? get as many. Yeah, when he's like pointy and forward, <laughs> like when he's talking about the sword to <laughs> Ethelred or Ethelfled when they're about to, um, they've yeah. got intruders coming on them in the forest or whatever. And he's like, and she's like, yeah. okay, we should separate. Pointy end up or, or to pointy, pointy end up first or whatever. And so they had that little thing. He's mansplain. Got, he's trying to mansplain, he's mansplain to her. <laughs> I like um, one thing I know we ought to need to wrap up here soon, but I also like Bayoka and Tira's discussion at the table. Um, man, they have a couple. There's also when she has to give the blood to save. I feel like we need a part two of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has to give the blood to save her um, brother. brother. It's one of their right traditions, now. their rituals. And then before that, they had a discussion about um, Alfred Bayoka thinks Alfred should just kill himself because it's just we talked about on the last episode how much when leadership changes how crazy it gets but again dinner table they're sitting there Tira and Bayoka having a discussion and they're evenly yoked with separate beliefs right and their relationship is so beautiful how they make it work and they listen to each other and I think they ultimately know that they're basically believing the same thing, just using different verbiage. Yeah. And they even say that when he says something about God and she says, yeah, the gods. And he said, no, God. And she was like, yeah, that's what I that's said. What I said. Yeah. God, um, gods. Okay. It's just interesting. Yeah. So we have a lot of very interesting relationships going on in this whole series not just in these episodes of season three, but if you haven't watched the show, maybe I think their relationships really develop over the series. 
So I don't know that you could just come right in and watch one episode and understand the depth and the dynamics of different relationships. But do you? I just love the comparison. How they? Yeah. Do you think such different beliefs? Do you think it's also because we look for that? Like I know you've had people say, and I have that they never when they first watched the show they didn't see. Yes. So I I want to encourage people as you're watching things. Because sometimes we mindlessly watch things. Any show that you watch. Yeah. Any show that you watch to just kind of make it compare it. Yeah. I think it also can make the show feel, well, maybe you just need a time to veg out and that's fine. No judgment. But sometimes I feel guilty when I'm doing those things because I feel like, uh, there's so much I can be doing with my time. (laughs) Wasting so much time. Maybe (laughs) if you're looking at that, because then I do pull that stuff and go, do I do that? Am I kind of, am I manipulating? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of our guests, one of our guests even said to us that it's so fun to read novels and fiction because it helps you get inside another person's head and understand, or, you know, take a walk in their shoes yeah. It helps you understand who they are and why they do the things they do when they're nothing like you. And so I think we can do that also with TV shows and actors. It's amazing to me, like I said before, with Ethel Red, how he can be such a different person in real life and play such a opposite character. Yeah. But yet also for us to be able to watch shows and to be able to not even just relate with similar actor, similar characters in shows, mm-hmm. but opposite characters to say, yeah. oh my goodness, that person is terrible. Like Skade, she is disgusting and horrible, but what made her like that? Let's take a step back and think about, and she doesn't really go into her childhood or her past, but a lot of times when we watch shows, people do go in to their past and they talk can, about how they became who they are. And that helps us be able to understand why people do what they do. Yeah. Even if you don't know somebody's background that you meet out in real life, you, you could probably gather some things from it. If you're in tune and you're thinking about further than oh, this person is so annoying, or this is the, or this is this, or I don't agree with this, or I Yeah. Totally writing them off from the yeah. get I, I mean, I did that like during, I really like a lot of, I'm going to say pre pandemic, I was very like in my like world, like whatever I didn't, I mean, I wasn't not thinking about other people, but it was just very bubbled on who I was thinking about. I guess kind of, maybe not. Mm. I don't know. Something happened to me where I started going, why do people like this one person? I couldn't figure it out. And so I started doing some research and it, that little bit, that little thing of going, I need to understand this because mm-hmm. there are people liking this person that I don't really understand where that's coming from. Cause this doesn't look like a good person to me, but as I explored it, it helped me so much. I mean, I've always had the times where I wanted to understand, cause I, I run a company and my employee, my uh, managers will get kind of like, not irritated with me, but like, cause I'm always like, let's stop for a second. Let's think where this person's coming from. Let's think about what surrounding this. You're really not mad at this. What are you really mad about? Let's go a few layers deeper. So that's helped me in that regard. And I guess 
I'm going to jump into a relationship, if you don't mind, of Ailes with Ethel Wald. <laughs> Again, we are going to play a game where people have to say their names very quickly when we give a description of them, then they have to say who they are very quickly. Name the names of the last kingdom. People. How many names can you say in one minute? So Pethelwald, Aleswith, and Alfred. Three Mm -hmm. A's. Um, All of them have this relationship where, you know, we've always seen Alfred's like, that's his nephew. Aleswith Mm -hmm. doesn't have it. She does not like him at all. Not even because he's, and he's got the relation part. But now Alfred's dying and Ethelwald has, was a traitor really, and has come back to act like he wasn't doing that. But we all know what was happening. We all, right. everybody knows. And so, Aylesworth needs to just take a step back and think about where Ethelwald is coming from. I think that's what Alfred does very well is he's he able to never says take it. a step back. He thinks he is a man that thinks he's always thinking forward. What's going to, what's this going to do? What kind of consequences is this going to produce? Aylesworth just wants what she wants. Take his head off. Not thinking about anybody. (laughs) We're done. Get everything out of my way. It was up to her. Everybody off with their head. Um, So I think that uh, there's a scene where they've got to give him a punishment, you know, and everybody thinks of a traitor, you just kill them. And he goes in to pray, Alfred does, and Aylesworth comes in, you know, and she's questioning. And so that allows for dialogue. And he is going to, there's a good part of this. And then I kind of laughed at it, but he's like, I, I'm so close to death that I don't want to ignore mercy, the Christian Mm. Christian way to give mercy. Right. Um, Before he didn't care, but now that he's dying and about to meet his maker, he's going to make sure every, that was the part that I was like, Oh, now it's okay. Now, do you think maybe he could be thinking about the, uh, Verses in Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, when he says the merciful will inherit the kingdom of God. So he is very much like I got thinking about the end and, you know, being merciful. Thank God. Is God going to have mercy on you? If you don't have mercy on other people, is God going to have mercy on you? And we all know, well, we don't all know this, but for me, I know that that was a specific time and place that Jesus was talking about his kingdom on earth and how that will play out. And he was teaching a very basic lesson at that point, trying to get the Jewish people, the Israel nation together as a whole to believe in the kingdom was coming at that time for earth right then. So that whole teaching was for that specific group at that time. We're not under that today. For me, that's what I believe. We're part of the body of Christ. We have a different belief system. So sometimes when I talk about different parts of the Bible, I think I try to explain where I'm coming from that very specific parts of the Bible for me are for very specific people. So you can't really apply every single verse of the Bible to your personal life because it was not meant for you. It was meant for a person at that time. We can learn a lesson from it, but that specific thing was not meant for you or that's what I believe. So that's how it helps me. I'm with you. It's like the commandments, you know, thank goodness. And Alfred, 
had all this stress on him that he didn't understand that he was, that didn't matter. And he's panicking. He's going to die. And he's, he's panicking that has everything I believed and worked for on this earth matter. And I think a lot of us get to that point when we're faced with death and reality. And I think that's why I gravitate towards the Bible and towards, I want to know what's going to happen in the future. When I die, I want to know where people go and is it the end? And I'm I've glad. chosen to believe the Bible that we go to heaven and there is an afterlife. I'm glad you're the super studier because a lot of times I'm like, mm, you look like we talk about peace and love. Yay, yay. But then when I start reading, I'm like, okay, I need to talk to Sarah. Tell me what happens here. When's this going to, what's supposed to happen in this time? What's this? <laughs> She's so well read and I love that. Um, but also, we did have a, we will have someone, we interviewed someone that has some very different views of of what happens when we die and that we're reincarnated and some of his beliefs that way and you know I listened to him and it I I enjoyed listening to that and hearing I'm just still persuaded that I like the Bible way better (laughs) so I think it's a choice it really is a choice and you have to work it out in your own mind what you're going to believe and what you're going to trust is going to happen when you die. Yeah, there was a lot he said that I agreed with. And then some things, and, and it was great because there's a lot of stuff I said that he agreed with or didn't agree with. And it was just such a And then we could still think about, we can still think what and is change that? our minds yeah. ha- if we would choose to decide to do that. And yeah. I think Alfred, again, people get very anxious and fearful with death because we, it's so much unknown. It's to me. And so thing. I say that we all know that's where my anxiety comes. Cause I'm like, no, I mean, even though I, I know what's next for me, I'm not done. <laughs> you still have stuff you want to do. I like the people. And sometimes I, I get like- to the point where I'm just like, oh my gosh, we're running around in these circles and we're building these castles and they mean nothing. And <laughs> why are you making us play this rat race? I know. I loved you finally said it to me and this was so peaceful. It's so good for me. You're like, I don't know half of the stuff we're doing here. I just keep doing it and I go forward and I try and do the best that I can because I just think all of it's going to be used somehow. And I love that faith and that you brought that Mm -hmm. to me because I do, I walk around and I go, I do like, like this whole thing with the last kingdom. When I meet, Mm -hmm. when I met some of these actors, I was like crying. I cried, turned around the corner. There they were, these people I'd been seeing on like Zoom talks and like following and some messaging and all this. And all of a sudden they're like there and they're them. They're not their characters. And I'm like, he's real cute. You know, and I was just like, these are such great people. <laughs> you <laughs> love I, the people. You, I, you I, love everyone. I mean, Eliza's like, just what I, the hugs I got. Okay, I digress. But I look at that and then I go, what am I doing here? Like I step back and I look at my girlfriends that we go together. We're like, we've got this tight knit group that goes and I'm just like, what are we doing? What is That you're going to these big I, conventions. Well, yeah. the same thing with concerts and why we follow these famous people and even basketball games or like football games, we get so caught up in all this entertainment and things. But I like what you said. It, the bottom line is these are people 
Yeah. They're real people. These Hollywood movie stars, these sports, whatever. you know, geniuses, whatever, musicians, they're people. You know, it's funny. And I, I think, think there's real, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think about like the mundane jobs. Like what if I came to your surgery center and I was just like, I want to you know, like, look at you taking care of that patient. And I like, can I get your autograph? And like, I'm standing outside the hospital waiting for you to come out. Or I'm like secretly videoing you or like you go to a teacher's classroom or doctor, like all these Or things. like you're standing outside waiting for the postman to come. Like, can I get your autograph or the, awesome. the guy picking up your garbage or the plumber, you know, you've got a mechanic. I, I Sometimes like come in. Yeah. So it's just so funny. This thing, you know, oh my gosh, we could get off on a whole tangent, Maybe yeah. that'll be a fun yeah. episode. but I digress. And I wanted to, the other part of a, um, that family, Edward has had some hard decisions to make um, when he had to, this is just a real quick, when he had to choose, um, Uhtred is needing um, men and he comes to Alfred for men to battle. And he shows how really he needs it because he needs to get rid of Skade. But he also shows how it will help Alfred by lessening the Danes because they would attack this Heston's group, which would make it right. And Edward hears that and he thinks it's wise because he's acting out of fear in a way because he's scared. Dad's going to die. I'm about to be king. I'm not ready to take on three full force groups of Danes, Vikings. And so he's like, I can do this. This would be smart. And, but then you've got Alfred fighting. Like you said, I think you brought this up. Like Alfred is like, I don't want to need him. Right. And he basically tells, I love that scene when they're, they're talking together, Alfred and Uhtred. And he wants to say that Uhtred is still so manipulative and evil and awful. And look what he's done to manipulate Edward and Uhtred's just like, dude, your son is smart. I would be proud of him if I were you. Just be proud of your son and be proud of people and respect people. And I love the contrast then between, then you look at this conversation between Uhtred and Ethelfled and Ethelfled sees everything that Uhtred has given up for her and her family and has set in Wessex and Mercia. And she says to him, basically gives him the respect that he deserves and the honor. And that's all he wants. He yeah. just wants the respect and he wants to be known as trustworthy and that he was true to his word. And I don't know, do we want to, do you have anything more you want to talk about? Or this could be a good segue into the best scene ever. The best scene ever, but you know who I got to give props to. Especially oh yeah. Your girl. Okay. Hilde's back Hilde. in. Hilde, Hilde, Hilde. She's such a rock star. Yeah. I look, she's like, I put that. I want her autograph. <laughs> yes. She's not on Instagram or any of that stuff. I can never find her. I'm like, let mm. me do your Instagram. Um, but that cross that's hanging, she's just, she's so dry comic. I love her, her lightheartedness that comes in and her love. And, you know, she just accepts Uhtred. And, you know, the, I'm like, glad you're seeing your back. You, you should eat something, love. <laughs> right. <laughs> when he brings Skade back and she's like, why is she still here? Yeah. And she's just, you know, and she's having to explain. She always delivers the news to him. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, 
don't freak out. They're okay. <laughs> when somebody says that to you <laughs> at like, don't worry, everything's okay now. Okay now, but. <laughs> your kids aren't here. <laughs> they've taken and your By the way, they've been baptized and they're Christian. That's a little tiny detail. <laughs> well, detail, Utrid. Deliver this to you. And of course they may have Hild, you know, Hild's the deliver. Um, she's like, you know, she just always puts it like it is and calms mm-hmm. him. It's good. And I love that. I love that relationship too. And how, again, she trust. loves, it's like Brita and Uhtred. She loves him and hates him, but not really hates him, but, but she trusts him with her life. He has proven over and over and over again, even though he does some stupid stuff like skate, <laughs> but he still is trustworthy. I mean, I think she knows deep down that he he is, he would protect her with his life. The same thing with Citric when he, they have that whole interaction where Citric leaves and everyone is so worried that Citric has, um, deserted Uhtred and they have that whole, where it was completely planned. I'm guessing they don't really say it was, but it was was completely planned because they both knew Citric trusts Uhtred with his life. And they knew, Uhtred knew that he was not, he would never desert him. That was a plan. They said it because they, that's why at the, that one scene when they come back right outside the camp, mm-hmm. Viking or the Dane camp, Citric comes in. And then that's when Finnan's like, I knew it all the time. I knew you, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Whatever, yeah. Finnan. Finnan got caught up in all of it. He was, he thought Skade was, the Uhtred was falling for Skade and thought like, Citric had deserted. In front of my eyes. Benin's got a lot of fear issues. He needs to work out. I see fear. that too, more and more and more. <laughs> but best scene ever, which is what you said. Like when we were talking about this. I love that you remembered that best scene ever. This is the best scene ever. This really is. Actually, I don't if know you if you watch. Healed, well, but it's good. The hill. I don't think you couldn't just watch this scene and understand the depth of it unless you've seen the whole interaction you have to watch it the show from the very beginning watch the interaction between Uhtred and Alfred and it completely culminates at this scene where he invites Uhtred to come talk to him he's dying Alfred is dying he's the king Uhtred kind of was like you should make amends he might be here if he is here which is here Okay, he's here. <laughs> right. And so he comes in and he's looking at this written word, he all the things that Alfred has written. And I think he at this point sees that even though he is never specifically named, which ails ails with the king's wife makes perfectly clear that Uhtred has never been named in anything and that Alfred did not respect him which he really did Alfred tells Uhtred at this point it he didn't write his specific name in the chronicles but Uhtred is there he is there everyone knows it that he could have never had Wessex without Uhtred and he, he wanted to be written that that, that Alfred stood on the shoulders, stood on the shoulders. but then yeah. he says but many times he stood on his shoulders and Uhtred at that point, finally, you can see it in his face. He's gotten the respect that he deserves. 
And he said, I could have never killed you. Might have. Yeah, they both, either, both of them proved that, that they could have, they respected each other so much, even though Alfred did some kind of awful things to Uhtred when, when his wife dies and that monk was completely mocking her and he accidentally kills him. Alfred was pretty unbearable in his sentence to Uhtred, never giving him the credit for all the sacrifices Uhtred made for him, but he couldn't look weak. He could not look weak. And he never killed Uhtred though. He always allowed him to live. Any punishment he gave him, he always allowed him to live because he knew he needed him. And the same thing, Uhtred would never have killed Alfred. He could have never he would have hurt him, but he would have he never killed Wessex. him. He needs Wessex mm-hmm. to Jackson to get Bevember. Yeah. They know they need each other. It's kind of so interesting in, even in the world today, we all need each other and yet we all want the glory. And so you think about our governments and our militaries and CEOs and people that are in power they think they can run the world by themselves or we think maybe somebody, one person is running the world by themselves, but we all need each other. You obviously cannot. Right. But they're going to do a lot of crazy shady stuff to keep that. Oh up. yeah. Look at what all Alfred and Uhtred did. Shady, shady crap to try to continue the control. Alfred did a lot of shady stuff. You think about all the behind the scenes things that he did to keep his crown we didn't get to see all of it right um I think there was something you talked about earlier in our pre-huddle that I liked about Mm -hmm. the written word and I don't want to go too far into this but I would love sometime to actually have a special episode about written word because I think you and I could talk about it for a long time Um, yeah I think that would be good and maybe Maybe if we could people. find somebody to come on that maybe has done yeah, more maybe research. For, maybe Bernard on... Cornwall will come on, the author of The Last Kingdom. <laughs> but also, we're talking about written word of the Bible, holy yeah, books. That too. That's what we talk Why about. a holy book becomes a holy book. How, how why, would you trust, why yeah. would you trust it? It was written by men. Was it really written by men inspired I, by God? Was it written all by... The books it put in. <laughs> Exactly. You know, why certain just specifics about different holy books. And I'm not sure do Buddhists use a book. I know the Muslims use the Quran and a little bit of, we could talk about a little bit about that or, but I don't know if Buddhists have a specific writing thing for us to look into a little bit. Um, Yeah. And I think, but I think written word in general, even history, like right now, when we are thinking about like, I history in itself. Yeah. My friend was talking about some things that were written that I never learned in school. And, you know, even, um, Mansa Moots, I'm going to bring Masa Musa. That is one of those fascinating stories to me. And I just learned about that a few years ago. And like, there's some Hawaiian history that I didn't know about. That was amazing. So it's like all this all these things that get put in and we only get who decides, you know, because we hear these things, which then the induct, I do think we're indoctrinated in certain ways on all kinds. Absolutely. I'm talking about all kinds of things, what you learn, why you learn that, where you are and how that, then how those powers that be play on that and play on fear Mm -hmm. and play on emotion and play on things 
you know, even down to things that people say we need, like you need this product or you need, you know, it's it, the mind, whew, that's Powerful. one thing. When I, that's one thing I want to talk about Jesus when I get time. Let's talk about this for a minute. We'll see all this stuff. I know it won't matter then, but yeah, written um, word, I think is very important. We, I think we have that going on in our society, our nation right now, talking about who gets to decide what is taught to our children in our public schools and who gets to decide how the history is written. Well, it's whoever is in control at that time. I don't like it. So a lot of it was the Roman empire for years when the Roman empire was in um, control of gosh, how much of the world and also the English empire, the British empire was in control of a lot of our history. So they wrote so much of it. I mean, you just think one second, like just take, maybe this is it. Maybe we end with this. Take some time to think about these things in that how, how, you know, we talked about asking questions and learning about other people's views and expanding is so important because, you know, I was thinking the other day, like this nation was mostly Caucasian, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and you think about other nations, like if I were to go to Africa, how much of a minority Mm -hmm. I am. And if I, or if I were to go to a lot of the Asian countries mm-hmm. and, and your surroundings become what you see and what, you know, I try to say that, that, that we're a melting pot. I don't know. I'm getting way too off, but I guess what I'm saying is like the history, the African history is so amazing and I don't know it. And I know mm-hmm. I only have one lifetime and even that Asian history, all the <gasps> different empires the the dynasties how that all played i love medieval history and and the really old world history even history of christ and so a lot of that is very really fun a lot of history go back and look at i feel like we only get shown that there's a lot to learn though there's so much and how much it influences so maybe that's something in that you know even in the bible I, you know, what was happening in other parts of the world when Jesus was alive. So there's a really great, here's another plug. There's a really great chart called the Adams chart. Okay. And it's a big fold out chart that has the Bible timeline along with history timeline. So it, it lines them up with like all the Chinese dynasties, the, um, like the Roman empire, the Greek empire, the, um, I'm probably messing it up royally, but all the different ages of all the countries, um, and what was happening. I mean, it's just, it's a chart. So it just gives years and when things ended and when things came about, but it's really interesting. I mean, it's, it's amazing how they lined all that up and then you could take each little piece and go learn all about Hollywood needs to step it up and put some more movies of these things. That's what I'm saying right now, because most of these shows that come mainstream and look, it's a lot of the U S and British, a lot of British and like European, European, a lot of European history. I would love to hear more about the Asian dynasties and some of that, how those all came about. And I mean, I know the history channel, but I like, I mean, I like that the last kingdom is historical fiction. Like I want some historical yes. African historical fiction, some, you know, um, well, you have all the, um, Indian, um, 
Yeah. I don't even know anything about, and are they mostly Buddhist? Um, I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm not going to I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know hardly any yeah. of the history. I know Britain owned India at one time. So they probably yeah, influenced Hindu. 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 That's right. Hindu. So I think, I think there's just so much out there to explore that I just, in, I invite you Hollywood to make some good stuff, not just here. And books. I know there's a ton of books out there with historical fiction. Let's, that let's start a production company. Let's make some movies from his, on books historical here. fiction. But this is what this whole, you thought this was about us, Grace. And Grace. Not. We're, we're coming to start a production company. So we digress. So again. Who's saying who's grace? saying grace? Held. No. Obviously. Um, obviously. There's a lot. There, Maybe we was... should say who's not saying grace. Who's not saying grace is Skade, Heston. Ethelwald, Heston. Heston's They're just out for themselves. They're not allowing anyone else to make their own decisions. They are creating chaos by manipulating people, killing people. Yeah. And Lie. they're just liars liar, liar, <laughs> untrust <liar>. untrustworthy <laughs> yeah. so i would say I Brita allows people to really make their own decisions to some degree she's a little bit not aylesworth definitely does not want anybody else making their own decisions she's very controlling yeah she didn't have and then alfred he's he's shown a lot of grace to utrid here at the end edward yep, yep. Edward, the, the Ethel new fled. king. Ethel fled for Ethel sure. Ethel fled. Has I, definitely shown grace through her wife. I Ethel Red, I wish I could throw you in there, Toby. Wish Sorry. No, Ethel Red is all out for himself. And he does. I mean, he stabs his own man for not. Yeah. yeah that was in the last anyway. one. That whole scene kills me every time. I can't do that. It's just not Yep. Great. Well. Well, we're going to be back. Oh my gosh. Okay. So go watch season four. Four coming soon. Coming up soon. A couple episodes on that. Go find us on Instagram at who.is.saying.grace. I'm going to make up a dance to that. So when you do it, I'm going to be like something. Who.is.saying.grace on Instagram. Yes. Like the podcast, share the podcast rate the podcast please give us good ratings and like leave us good ever. messages <laughs> if you're not listening to this podcast then are you even living right oh man okay Bye. <laughs> peace <laughs>